0: You're listening to 104.7 BFNC, Top 40 Advice and Riffs, the only channel that's number one with little critters and potty trained cats that use Shakespeare as a litter.
1: Big Facts No Cap Cap. Big Facts No
0: Cap No Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap. Cap No
1: Cap Big Facts No Cap Big Facts No Cap
0: No cap. no cap So so Seen so. this shit <laughs> <laughs> We both tried our own intro, but <laughs> we really we really stepped on each other's feet. For man. really different energies too <laughs> <laughs> You seen this? last in New York too shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> Uh man no, I it's like a grid system, with motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> what eleven up and one over, you simple bitch? <laughs> um, no, let's go with your bit. Your bit seemed like it was more tame.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't have, we don't have, uh, we don't have uh, Def Jam energy today. We have so, 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 so. we meet again energy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think we have okay. uh, evil layer energy.
0: Yeah, I, I've, I've, I've been planning to buy a cat just to like twist around in my office chair. at The beginning we've already the made kids.
2: this joke. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> surprised you don't remember
0: <laughs> does our audience really listen that closely
2: no no i think if anything they will just assume it's like they heard it somewhere else and that we just steal all of our comedy <laughs> which we do we wear our influences on our sleeves for sure
0: <laughs> yeah i feel like most people who listen to this know us and are listening in the hopes that they'll hear their name called out and otherwise they're mostly zoning us out
2: yeah and random raffle over today <laughs> Esteban, you are our listener of the week, <laughs> although I know you don't listen.
0: <laughs> Ooh, so we can talk shit about him.
2: Man, actually, I do want to start, with if we can very quickly get back into Def Jam energy, <laughs> I do want to start with the story. So real quick, Adrian's Beer Corner, I'm drinking Jack Rabbit's Plum Jam Kettle Sour. It's another sour. You know what to expect. It's got plum. It's a little more tart. And for that, I like it a little bit more than the cranberry one, not as good as the cherry one. All right. Pick it up. It's definitely worth it. Went to Jackrabbit to pick up my beer uh, this week guy starts talking to me. He's obviously a very jovial, kind of wants to talk to you while you're getting your beer order in place kind of guy. And uh, so he's talking to me. He's like, oh, yeah, the new sour is pretty good. I think you know what to expect from Jackrabbit at this point. You know, it's a pretty mellow one, but it's good or whatever. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, just so, um, just, just like something I do every time I meet someone new here. If you want to, like, have some customer input, um, I, I have one vote that I want to throw in for you guys to bring back the cherry lime wheat ale that you guys made a couple years back. And he said, oh, you're the one guy who liked that beer. <laughs> uh apparently it did not sell well and he basically said adrian i hate to tell you this we are not going to bring that one back uh (laughs) it did not sell well enough for us to ever make it in mass production again which is the only way we can uh brew right now uh if we were like able to do smaller taste test things we would do it but uh yeah there's i wouldn't hold your breath
0: and adrian we want to make it very clear you're a moron and your taste is bad (laughs) and you should feel bad and we hate you and you're not allowed here anymore. And then they put my, a
2: picture of my face on
0: me on the window. And we've said, been fitting in every growler we give you
1: for
2: years. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, anyways, I, I think when I started uh, Jackrabbit Beer Corner, part of it was kind of the joke sponsorship thing. Part of it actually was me trying to gain enough power and influence over Jackrabbit to make them brew the cherry lime weed ale again. And the fact that I got told that that's just basically not going to ever happen uh, really broke my heart. I uh, and I don't actually know if I'm going to continue with Beer Corner. Audience, sound off. I don't know if uh I don't know if there's a reason to do this anymore.
0: It's been a long time, (laughs) but I'll see you again.
2: I think it was more. I think a more appropriate song would have been if uh if uh Hello Darkness, my old friend, the Simon and Garfunkel clip would have played.
0: All right, all right.
2: All around me are familiar faces,
0: faces, worn out places. (laughs) Yeah.
2: beautiful it really objectively is kind of just beautiful. as good as the beatles discography
0: <laughs> it kind of is awesome though that's a great song <laughs> even if i bet like you a singing Lillardy. it specifically i'm at the, the the paul oh. cover of it <laughs> oh the paul cover yeah i mean well yeah. <laughs> objectively just as good as the beatles discography and if you have an issue with that email sean gilgano at gmail.com <laughs> um
2: yeah anyways so just wanted to bring up that story really quick that really uh I mean, you know, it didn't, like, actually put me in a bad mood, but it was fun that, like, I had this, like, secret quest where every time I met a new bartender at Jackrabbit, I would mention that, and they were always really nice about it. And I think this guy's the actual brewer, so he was the one who, like, gave me the straight talk.
0: Oh, he was, like, this is, like, his, like, uh, secret CEO moment, like, he's working the front office just to, like, see what people are ordering, (laughs) really get a feeling for what it's, like... Even though, yeah, I was wondering why he
2: had glasses with an attached nose and mustache on them, but
0: (laughs) it was John Taffer. (laughs) Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) Um, John Taffer, what what a good guy. Yeah, what a dope dude. I'm joking. You know what?
2: Honestly, a guy I'm surprised hasn't been canceled. If he hasn't been canceled. (laughs)
0: i was about to say the same thing his energy is very like he's ripped, very he's cancel energy <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure he's got strong uh pays for kyle rittenhouse's
0: bail energy <laughs> <laughs> you know i was thinking more for like interpersonal life not political stuff like he's got oh, okay, strong yeah, like yeah. you hear like a story of him like doing like a ton of coke and then hitting somebody in the middle of a hollywood party type energy
2: sure sure he's really the center of those hollywood parties for sure <laughs> God, <ever. laughs> just so young and hip and so big in the world
0: oh in the uh in the interest of getting us canceled from ever being invited to a cool hollywood party even when this uh podcast inevitably blows up i heard that uh like have you heard the rumors jimmy jimmy kimmel, kimmel? no fallon jimmy fallon's like big coke fiend just oh heard. yeah i've heard
2: big alcoholic um uh, but uh, is it is it being a coke fiend a cancelable offense, or do you mean that you're just more likely to do something that would
0: I think be you're a just canceled. more likely to be in a cancelable altercation.
2: Right, right, coke. right.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think it's okay for like somebody who's a, uh, a comedian, but I don't know if it vibes with a necessarily family-friendly like, uh, uh, vibe of modern late night. mm mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not the old, uh, it's not the old rock, rock and roll days of late night.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Back when only high people stayed up past nine o'clock. Back when only <laughs> rabble rousers were up at that hour. Only in the air duels. <laughs> Nowadays, even the grandmother up at 10, 1030.
2: Yeah, I really liked when he flipped the script and he did that one video bit where uh, all the kids stole all the beer out of the fridge and then uh, filmed their dad's reaction to it. <laughs>
0: Wait, was that a thing? That'd be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> just for really drunk kids, just really <laughs> drunk children, videotaping their parents. Like, Dad, I drank all your beer right before July Fourth. The dad's like, "Are you kidding
2: me? <laughs> I don't want to make another trip to the store." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's. Pretty, I was planning to content. drink that beer. I was
0: gonna drink it. <laughs> and then there's Um, like the one smart parent who's like no you didn't i saw this on jimmy kimmel
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 and then for some reason it's crazy that that was number one on trending for two weeks on youtube
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how was uh other than other than getting uh getting washed by the uh brewer at jackrabbit how was your weekend
2: it was good man i've got um i watched a lot of movies uh been hanging out um Kind of prepping for what's going to be a pretty uh, busy season at work, so maybe you guys will get some work talk in future episodes. But um yeah, no, I mean, pretty chill, same old, same old. Tin was in town. We ate our Italian uh, snack box, which was great. Uh, as I texted to you, the uh, orange zest carrot cake was phenomenal. Uh, highly recommend it if you're able to find it.
0: Nice, yeah. Um, I've I've gotten that snack box for one of my friends, and she recommended the uh, ketchups as the uh, as a standout.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think they're a little bit better than Lay's ketchup chips, too, which I think if anyone's tried them before, that's probably what they've tried. Uh, this is Américo, which is an, an
0: Italian brand. I love how you just go for those pronunciations now. All it takes is a trip to one Brazilian restaurant, and now Adrian thinks he can pronounce anything <laughs> in any language.
2: I've made fun of people in the past, for sure, for that. Like, there's a, a pretty white-passing Latina, uh great scientist. She's wonderful. But she was introducing her grad student to give a talk. And I'm pretty sure her grad student is also... Like, not white passing, if not just white, but her last name kind of has like a. I don't want to say her last name on the podcast, but it definitely has like a. You can kind of pronounce it ethnically sounding. And so I called it the Latina lean, where she just like was talking normal. And then, so this is my grad student. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that was a real Latina lean she did, where she just decided to really ethnic up her name <laughs> when she introduced her.
0: Sometimes you got to go for it. Sometimes you got to go for broke.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I, yeah, I think I fail a lot when I do it, but people don't usually call you out on it if you really sound confident when you do
0: it. It's so funny to me that it's become, like, popular on, like, left-leaning circles. Podcasts and Twitter to certain Arab words have become popular to say, most specifically, inshallah. And mm. that one makes me laugh so hard because the way specific podcasters pronounce it is, like, literally just like they're trying to, like, they're, it's so Midwestern and American. It's just like, it sounds like they're saying enchilada. <laughs> oh yeah 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 and it's just like it gets me every time it, i'm not a i'm not an offended Arab. i don't it doesn't hurt my feelings it's just the funniest thing to it's, hear with a yeah, heavy yeah. english accent angela
2: i can see that and i can almost see that as like being like a. you're just kind of like viscerally disgusted by it a little bit
0: of just like ah, gross uh, it does sound just a little bit wrong because it's not a word people had i've never heard a white person try to say it before like the last two years
2: yeah yeah I think the other thing that, uh, has kind of, they didn't call it the Latina lean, but it's a comedian who's talking about how every newscaster in LA always tries to hit the Latino name super hard whenever they're doing a story. So it's like the whitest guy ever is just like, yeah. And so at 1245 on 16th street, Adamis (laughs) Rodriguez came out of his house to find something was amiss. (laughs) Um, (laughs) No, no,
0: the same thing (laughs) happened. What's her name? Um, um. The presidential candidate from the Midwest, um, Klobuchar. Oh, Klobuchar, yeah. Because remember, she got got called out for not knowing the president of Mexico, Mm -hmm. uh, AMLO, and... Then during her next debate, she leaned in really hard to pronouncing it with, like, the correct, like, Hispanic lean on it. Like, she really put that stank on, like, Andres Manuel Lopez <laughs> Abrador. <laughs> like, she really put some stank on being, like, I know who he is, and I can pronounce it right.
2: <laughs> Dude, you love to see it. You love to see it. It's just like when Gary Johnson finally pronounced Aleppo.
0: Aleppo. <laughs> <laughs> <A> <laughs> <laughs> <A lepo>. Aleppo. <laughs> I'm it's Italy, Italy, right? Did I get it right a this time? Ah, it's-a me, Mario, in a lip
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, um, I, I go in hard sometimes with the pronunciations, uh, and you just gotta do it confidently, man. Uh, and, uh, no, no hate on people who are putting stank on their words.
0: Alright, so, I think we're gonna, um, I think we wanted to head into a media roundup, and I know you've got a lot of thoughts. So I have a few that I'll sneak in before Adrian's uh, flood Just of media. Domination. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll sneak in uh, a media sprinkle, if you will. Dorian Electra has listened to this podcast and stolen my idea for going basic as a vibe. So um, I'm not upset That's with. True. I'm not upset with them. I think uh, I think Dorian. Pulled it off way better than I ever could. And I'm glad somebody took the idea and they ran with it. So shout out to Dorian. Uh, Next part of my media roundup is if... Oh, yeah. Vickery Creek Trail at Rosewell Mill in Atlanta. I walked that trail this week. Very beautiful. Very nice. The mill, just oh. like a kind of nice old-timey mill. Um, nice. I for nice sure this... thought you were naming a
2: restaurant. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's got nice big metal machinery. And it's fascinating to look at that and be like... Nah, they couldn't have made that in the eighteen hundreds. It was ancient aliens. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> Can you imagine when people are gonna start saying that? How far in the future do you think people are gonna start saying that about like the internet or like, uh, <laughs> or like the really big buildings in Abu Dhabi?
0: <laughs> it took two hundred years that I already like I see that general yeah. at that bill and I'm like that doesn't make sense. They couldn't make that.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's not that. It's not gonna be that far ahead.
0: Um, and then it's uh, because it's like it was like I guess a hydro hydro plant it has like a really big waterfall and then a really nice like uh trail going up a mountain you can walk so a few different things to do there that are worth doing fun place um and then my last thing i had on was um oh so i was doing a puzzle that we just found from like a previous owner of a house i was in this weekend it was a puzzle of the sistine chapel and we were working on it and it was, like, probably the most fun puzzle I'd ever done in my life. Like, it was just incredibly satisfying. The pieces, like, were locking together really good. They were high quality. It was, like, I I don't know. It was just, like, a really fun puzzle. So I was, like, oh, let me look at this brand, and then I can buy a similar puzzle to do in the future. And I look it up, and the puzzle we were doing was a $130 puzzle. Jesus. And all their puzzles are over $100. So... I want to give a shout out to Wentworth's puzzles, incredibly high quality, outside of the price range of me ever being able to do another one. But also taught me an important lesson, because I didn't know that one of the things I was being priced out of by not being wealthy was, like, the best puzzling experiences. But apparently, like, rich people are just doing better puzzles. And you can never go back. (laughs) Yeah, rich people are just doing better (laughs) puzzles than the rest of us, and it makes me upset to know that. I didn't know that was something I was being priced out of. Damn, dude.
2: Yeah, that reminds me of almost like a, I once bought a sweater that had a hole in it at a thrift store because I thought it uh, felt really nice and I looked up the brand and it was this really fancy Italian brand and I was like, holy shit, like, I don't know if I'm going to, if anyone can really notice the hole, but like, I should not be wearing this. I think I'm going to be like, this is one of those things where like a young black rapper who like has a Mercedes Benz gets stopped by the cop consistently. Like, I'm going to get stopped <laughs> on the street. <laughs> he was going to be like, that's not yours. <laughs> it was such a nice and like such a comfortable sweater.
0: But yeah, so my the third part of my media roundup is Wentworth puzzles. If you're wealthy, they're mm. worth it. They're cool.
2: Or if you want to contribute to Paul's Kickstarter. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I'm doing an IndieGoGo so I can get a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Wentworth sponsor us! I only had good things to say about your puzzles.
2: Oh yeah, it sounds really dope. Um, subject matter wise, is it just fancy things, or do they also have like uh, peasant imagery?
0: They have peasant imagery, but they also do have a lot of, like, I think because they're more expensive, they actually, like, uh, buy the rights to, like, uh, like famous artwork, so a lot of times you won't see something like the Sistine Chapel on a puzzle, mm. because nobody wants to pay for the rights to display that image. And so that's the one we were working on with the Sistine Chapel, and they do have a lot of famous paintings, which is nice, because it's like, I mean, I guess they're famous paintings for a reason, they all look nice.
2: That is true, yeah.
0: Oh, also, I... Last part of my media roundup, the Sistine Chapel. Never realized how dope it was until I had to like stare at every inch of it for multiple hours. And wow, a lot of detail. Great painting. Great painting on a ceiling.
2: You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> guys and gals <laughs> and non binary pals, the Sistine Chapel is a pretty good painting.
0: Yep, the Sistine Chapel, y'all. Check it out. It's a good painting.
2: Yeah, that's, I actually also agree that the, that's kind of. I like natural imagery and I like uh painting imagery for puzzles. I actually have, uh, when Phil's in town, we never got around to it, but I have a Frida Kahlo um, self-portrait puzzle that I've been meaning to do.
0: Nice. And uh, yeah, paintings are usually pretty good. Uh, natural imagery I like, but th- that's like when you're trying to go for a little bit of a harder, because, you know, it's like the pattern usually repeats in natural imagery, like leaves or water.
2: Oh, I mean, oh, you know I've done a puzzle that's literally a, a gradient from dark blue to slightly less dark blue, right?
0: <laughs> True. I like yeah, a good yeah. challenging puzzle. <laughs> Did end up like looking up like, because when I was looking up to buy the Wentworth puzzle... I found out that there's puzzle YouTubers and there was like a girl who reviewed Mm. that puzzle, the exact same one you had, and she's like, reviews all puzzles. I watched her videos for a little while. You you got the best rabbit holes, dude. (laughs) But yeah. That's
2: actually, that should be a weekly segment from now on to replace Beer corners. Paul's rabbit holes.
0: (laughs) Paul learns about puzzle YouTuber. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Paul, is that all you got for us? That's all I got.
2: All right, I'm going to do a big uh, roundup for the week non-media related things just shout out to the guatemalan protesters burning down congress and uh placing guillotines outside of congress
0: i saw uh, that fuck babe. yeah guys yeah
2: fucking uh get it dude fight that corruption um could have uh could have been americans but we're a little bit more civil over here you know we're not like those barbarians over in guatemala
0: i never gave out a shout out to the lebanese protesters but you know what maybe they don't deserve one they didn't manage to change anything
2: yeah yeah <laughs> We only shout out successful protests on this podcast. Um, and then slightly, I guess it's media related, uh, another Milan update. Big game against Napoli on the weekend against our former coach. Let Came me know if three- they
0: won, because you only tell us when they won.
2: Because <laughs> all we do is win. Uh, insert for DJ that,
0: Khaled's song right here. Except for that time you guys lost and you didn't mention it.
2: Well, I mean, I think it just got... It, it, it wasn't the right time to it got cut and it also wasn't the right time to talk about it but uh we've also been on a 22 game winning streak so you know it's it's been a lot of winning recently uh so yes we came out three1 winners uh last minute goal from our uh, norwegian pretty boy Jens Peter Hauge which was a, a real nice way for him to introduce himself to the to the league um, how old is he thank you I, I want to say 18 19
0: and a millionaire love it love to feel bad about myself. Love to see it.
2: Um, yeah, and like super athletic, good at soccer, pretty cute dude.
0: Yeah, um, I have I have the rest of that. Just not very <laughs> long blonde Norwegian hair. <laughs> yep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh okay, what else? I watched a video uh on YouTube of Thomas Middleditch making a grilled cheese, and boy, it had strong divorce dad energy. <laughs> dude does not know how to cook.
0: <laughs> well he is um, divorced, right?
2: I don't think oh yeah he is
0: yeah i guess divorce dad facts.
2: energy is what i said but you
0: guys come to big yeah. facts no cap for that thomas middleditch uh hourly update so <laughs> <laughs> there you go guys that's what he's been up to this week
2: all right um what else we got uh megan the stallion coming out with a new album it's pretty okay definitely better than her last one um shots fired is a really good opener and also just a really good song in general I think what's new is the other song that really stood out to me. None of the features really stood out to me, to be honest. It does have a thing that's kind of a pet peeve for me. I don't Paul, I kinda of wanna know how you feel about this. It ended with a song that was a single, and I find it super anticlimactic for when an album ends on a song that I already know. Mm. I, I'm okay when an album starts with a song that's a single because it kind of like leans you in with some familiarity and maybe even like it has like a different context or meaning when you hear it in the album. But whenever like you end on like a single, it's just like, well, that seems like
0: whoa whoa whoa, yeah. whoa 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 starting on a single clearly there's no different context you've just started the context is oh, no no it, there's the same a different context. context at the start of the song <laughs>
2: after the one minute like ambient intro track and then the single comes in
0: uh, like, oh okay okay right. okay Which okay. um, you know no one really counts the intro track you know i've never thought about it but i i think you i think you might be onto something i think you might be right
2: yeah megan let me order your albums from now on
0: <laughs> wait
2: but shots but, fired is a really good set uh
0: i didn't listen to it any skits no 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 trash I'm, I'm not listening to it get the fuck out of here
2: <laughs> did she have skits on fever no no yeah i don't think she's that kind of rapper
0: how did you did you watch it <clears throat> or did you listen to uh savage Mode too i didn't uh oh uh, there was the uh, morgan freeman skits which a lot of people oh right off that one yeah 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 snitches and rats rats and snitches
2: did hannibal burris retire as a rap skit artist is he because he had a hot moment where like he was on Dicky's dickies album uh he had a he had a no oh, uh, city donald glover i can't remember there were like multiple there was like a set of like two or three years where he was really big on the interlude game
0: <laughs> i think that yeah that must just happen when you're like always trying to hang out with rappers because they're much cooler and more fun than comedians
2: <laughs> yeah 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 it's a pete holmes thing about always talking about how comedians
0: want to be uh musicians and musicians want to be comedians Ooh, that's Ooh. a question for you what's because i don't think i've ever heard like w- what do you consider good audience like between songs when a band is like what what do you consider like a little bit of good uh interaction with the audience versus like where it's kind of cringy and their jokes aren't as good as they think it is it's not hard I mean, for them to get laughs because everybody there already likes them but
2: yeah i was about to say the one that everybody does is like someone in the crowd shouts like i love you and then they're just like hey i love you too and they're, like, everyone's like
1: oh yeah um <laughs> uh,
2: that one's always super annoying <laughs> um uh, I don't know, there was the time when Jimmy Eat World got really mad at me for because <laughs> I kept telling them to play the middle. <laughs> Shout out to Sean. <laughs> we're like, it was so obvious that that was going to be their encore, but I got way too drunk at the concert. <laughs> and I was like, play the middle already. What is this new album? It fucking sucks. Play the middle. <laughs> and they were just like, what is this, 2010?
0: <laughs> well, what is this? The middle at the end? That makes no sense. Play the middle at the beginning and <laughs> <in> the middle. <laughs>
2: um yeah i can't think of any musician that i've seen who was like particularly good at crowd banter or anything there was no one like doing jokes
0: banter that's the word i was looking for oh yeah help me out with
2: sorry i wasn't paying close enough attention i did go see a band during my uh post hardcore phase where uh they were doing their mic check and so the joke that they were doing is every time they said check they would do like a quick interjection like uh when you go to a restaurant make sure to pay your check uh when you correct your homework make sure to use a check mark or whatever I can't remember what the bits were but there's all really stupid shit like that where they're just trying to uh, find a way to put check into a sentence to make it fun for the audience
0: I like that that apparently doing a mic check is like babysitting.
2: All right what else did I watch I got into some more horror movies. I watched Relic pretty decent movie kind of has a hereditary vibe it's set in Australia. And for me, that's kind of an issue because I think Australian people are like kind of hilarious, and they don't—I don't do like horror with Australians because it, it sounds so funny. It's like, yeah, really scared, are you? You're just a little goofball. Uh, but uh, no, actually, a pretty sad story. It's one of those things the where, like,
0: mate. the devil's a cutmate.
2: is one of those things where, like, the movie is obviously like a meta- metaphor for like a mental illness, and I've never experienced it, so I could see it being more harrowing for people who have that um, personal experience. Um, I watched La Casa Lobo, which is a Chilean uh stop motion claymation horror film that was really great. I think it actually isn't exp- explicitly meant to be horror, but um really phenomenal, like absolutely beautiful movie. I think it's like a t- it's a tight hour 17, so it's not hard to get through and it's really captivating the entire time. I sent Paul a little clip if you want to talk about the aesthetics of it, but I- it's a really like inc- mind-blowing how they do the um uh just like the way that they actually make the movie.
0: Yeah, the clips look cool guys we go um th- that leads me to this is not something that showed up in our media roundups before but it showed up in a little paul and adrian personal phone call media roundup um because stop motion reminded me of it did you get a chance to rewatch uh, chicken run
2: i have not yet
0: no <laughs> you should we'll I didn't... talk about it we'll talk about all it right. on pod <laughs> all right all right all right the other thing i've been
2: watching i mentioned primal in the last uh episode so i actually went back and watched it from the beginning which was a good idea. I did not realize how serialized it was. So uh, I've watched it all the way through, just actually finished the last episode before uh, filming today or before recording today. Um, And man, just really, really good uh, atmospheric visual storytelling. If you like Samurai Jack, especially the last season, you'll like this. Um, And the last episode has some Arabic in it. So people like Paul get a little uh, moment where like there's no subtitles on the screen so you get to feel like the smartest guy in the room if you watch it with friends i like go through it very quickly but like the other shows that I really liked recently are uh promised neverland and I sort of like made an abyss and it's kind of like a trio of shows where it's just about how the horrifying thing isn't that like the world hates you or that the world loves you it's just that it's a cold world that doesn't give a shit about you and I like primal because it's not kids which oftentimes makes it scarier but the fact that they're also kind of these like semi-powerful entities in the world and like have efficacy and power to like maintain themselves but there are still things that are way stronger than them in the world and it's just like they win a battle just barely every episode and it's just like cool they get to do it again and that's what survival is and to me that's just like a very horrifying meta-narrative of it
0: oh it's kind of like pokemon just barely win a battle every episode
2: <laughs> yeah yeah like ash with his little bitch ass
0: never winning a tournament till
2: like season 30
0: i know what the fuck is up with that why is ash such a bad trainer <laughs>
2: um <laughs> uh, i don't know man i think he uh relies on that pikachu too much you know what i mean mm. let it evolve already ash
0: dude that episode pissed me off so much as a kid where he doesn't want to evolve
2: where he thinks about using the thunderstone but decides ultimately not to
0: yeah <laughs> yeah 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 because he's like it's an episode where he's trying to battle a raichu and he gets he's getting uh-huh. real sad because uh, <laughs> because he can't beat the Raichu and then he's about to evolve it and then he's like nah we have too many memories it's like bitch it's only season one you have 30 more seasons of memories you can make with that Raichu <laughs> like, yeah, yeah yeah you're good <laughs> like just erase some memories
2: I will say arguably I don't think Raichu is a better I don't think the design's better so like on that standpoint I'm fine with him sticking Pikachu
0: I and also so. Pichu kind
2: of looks like a little yeah
0: I think it I think yeah it's because Pikachu was a uh what do you call it like a. Uh the the brand of the show they were you they as a as an adult now i can see obviously why they did it oh no
2: I, I, I even mean as ash if i was in Ash's situation i'd be like right you kind of looks gross so i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep with pikachu
0: dude you're so fucking stupid no clearly my <laughs> two is a superior pokemon
2: yeah but he's not cute and i think i'd be one of those trainers that like just collects pokemon because they're cute
0: are you f- trying to fuck your pokemon what's going on here <laughs>
2: I mean, I would be one of those ones that, like, you know, I have an Eevee, but I just don't let it evolve, like, because obviously Eevee's the cutest one.
0: Because you want to fuck Eevee?
2: <laughs> no, 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 I'm not saying I'm putting my dick in Eevee, but, like, you know, it's cuter. I mean, if you could keep your dog a puppy forever, I think most people would be like, yeah, I mean, that's as Because it's, you want to fuck just... your puppy? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 don't <about> that one. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. I'm actually not going to bring up the strange thing about The Johnsons. I thought it was actually a pretty well-made movie. Quickly alluded earlier to the fact that I got an HBO Max subscription, or like a trial run, and that was just so that I could watch Funny Games, a 1997 movie, Austrian horror movie. Um, speaking about my analysis earlier about a world that just hates you, this is a movie that just despises you and wants you to feel bad, and I fucking loved it, dude. It's a really... Dope movie. It's very tense. Uh, unlike a lot of horror movies now, it's not one of those movies where like it's good because the last twenty minutes really fucks with you. It's like no, like it gets into it really quick and it's just a sustained horror <laughs> of, of. It's a, basically a home invasion movie. I don't think that's too much of a spoiler, um, and definitely some really good twists in the movie. Very well acted, um, and uh, it's kind of weird because it's kind of like a Greek play where like most of the really horrific stuff actually happens off screen. It's just kind of the tense uh, moments in between that they show that are just uh yeah really good like a really really good movie uh thoroughly enjoyed it has some weird fourth wall breaking that comes into play which is really interesting
0: so uh really quick do you want to bring up that last uh the movie that just go ahead and bring up the movie We'll, we'll have a we'll have a quick debate
2: oh okay yeah uh the other movie that I watched actually right afterwards um was Ari Aster director of Midsommar and Hereditary Here's uh, one of his student films um i think it was his thesis film and it's uh the strange thing about the johnsons it's 30 minute short horror uh with uh, some really fucked up
0: scenes and uh, our ideas behind it and uh, i thought it
2: was a well-made movie and i thought it was very tense i enjoyed it
0: so i watched that movie when uh and it's been a long time so maybe i was wrong but it's like one of those things i watched it was like online it was like oh you got this is the most crazy weird fucked up thing you could possibly watch like it's you know, it just kind of had that sort of reputation, and I'm not gonna lie to you. I, I, I think we're of two different minds. I am not a fan. I think it's like shock for shock's sake. Like it's like somebody was just like, "What's the edgiest concept?" And, hmm. and then they kind of went through and made that. Oh
2: well, I mean, you're not wrong. That's literally the backstory to it. Is that you oh, had a really? conversation I never with somebody about up. like, yeah. Of, like, what's the most taboo thing that's, like, not even taboo because no one would even think to, like, think about it. (laughs)
0: Um, (laughs) And and he was like, I'm I'm gonna try to make it realistic, but that's the problem. It just didn't come off realistic. I was like, what is this dynamic? Like, it seems like you could solve it.
2: Yeah, that is the kind of weird thing about it. The other thing is that um, there's a disparity in how good of an actor the dad is and kind of how eh, Mm -hmm. an actor this son is. So that was definitely something that kind of took me out of it a little bit. Um, Oh, I also forgot that there's one meta shout out that I wanted to do. If for one of some of our more astute listeners, um, aside from that short film, a lot of the feature films that I've been talking about were recently featured in um, Super Eye Patch's last YouTube video about disturbing horror movies. It was a whole YouTube video about like movies that are like disturbing, not necessarily meant to be horror movies, but that leave you feeling different after you.
0: I was, uh, did they talk about? Because I was about to ask you if those these are the types of movies you like. One that I've al- I've always avoided because ever since I was young, I've decided it's just not my type of thing did they mention yeah, yeah. sallow was that part no they didn't. okay yeah. well um, you, should, you should watch it and tell me if it's because it's actually like a movie that's pretty popular like as an i think like it also is just supposed to be good from a perspective mm-hmm. other than how disturbing it is but i've avoided it because of its reputation as being so disturbing oh and for sure yeah, i'll do that legwork for you yeah um, do that legwork for me let me know if it's something <laughs> i need to watch or if it's just as, like it's disturbing without the payoff on the other end
2: Part of the concept of the video is that it's supposed to be slightly more obscure media but yeah i wanted to give just a big shout out to super eyepatch wolf uh for the longest time the only reason i made a youtube account was to subscribe to him in and Points, and it was a long time before i ever subscribed to anybody else um so very much like an og someone who brought me into the youtube sphere who just makes really really good content about everything from video games to wrestling to anime so
0: all adrian i think that's uh that's rounding us out at a pretty long intro so do you want to move into the uh the articles for this week
2: well, we should introduce the theme, which <laughs> well, is which is how,
0: how do we word this one? How do we word this one?
2: Little critters, um, or um, little little uh, little, little animals. Critters or
0: emotional, emotional. Well, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol. That's what it Paw Patrol.
2: Is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Paw Patrol is propaganda. Uh, <laughs> once again, shout that out. Uh, Paul, you watch any uh, any Paw Patrol?
0: I've I've. <laughs> never heard of paw patrol but like it's, oh, it's propaganda it's about it's...
2: it's about like i think the main character is a puppy but i think there are other animals but it's about cute little animals that are cops so
0: is it one of those things like Airbud where they have to like set up the concept with like there's no law that says a dog can't be a cop or is it... yeah exactly
2: <laughs> there's no law that you can't make a citizen's arrest if you're a
0: dog <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yeah paw patrol yeah so this episode we're talking we're talking about talking about animals and li- little animals and oh my god how do how do we say this without sounding like
2: i i don't know man let's just be upfront. we chose two funny articles <laughs> they're like very loosely connected so yeah we basically
0: to... just fo- chose two funny articles that they both happen to have people contemplating killing animals for some reason <laughs> within them we yeah. apologize this, this content might be disturbing to some viewers so this is our uh our warning up front.
2: Yeah, and so I guess in, in that sense, there really isn't much to discuss in terms of theme. We're
0: just going to yeah. go into the articles. <laughs> we'll just jump into the articles. All right, Paul, you want to go
2: first or second?
0: I think I want to go first this week. All right. All right. So mine actually, my article this week comes from the Urban Diplomat, which is a uh, a advice column that runs in the Toronto Life. It's a currently running advice column. Well, it's then you one better that, go catch it. It's... It's one that I've wanted to bring in for a while because he fields some really great questions and or or she actually I've never looked into who the urban diplomat is. But yeah, they field some really great questions and they're always pretty funny. It's one I could definitely see us bringing in again. There's social etiquette based questions and not like etiquette in the old timey sense more like this crazy wild thing happened to me. Here's the story. How would I how would you deal with it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, so this week i brought in a a column from november 27th 2019 and it's actually pretty short so i'll go ahead and let you know it's dear urban diplomat a big fat raccoon decided to make a home for itself in my attic and it's wreaking serious havoc i've tried chasing it out by blasting loud music banging on the ceiling and taking other desperate measures but the furry bugger always comes back I'm seriously considering raccoon homicide. Is there a better way to get rid of it? Murder, she wrote, Scarborough.
2: First of all, we I don't condone body shaming raccoons.
0: <laughs>
2: um, that's a really mean way to describe a raccoon. A big, fat, sloppy, slovenly, always staying up late, always blasting their music raccoon ass motherfucker just moved in. It sounds like they're trying to get rid of, rid of a bad roommate, which is what I, or a bad, uh, like, next door neighbor in an apartment complex.
0: I like, when, I like when an advice column question they have uh, when they have that thing where they're like, I know what you're thinking. Like, it's not bad for this reason, but actually I've already tried that. Or like, let me get ahead of it. And this person uh-huh. is like, no, it's not one of those polite raccoons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah.
2: It's, it's not paying half the rent. It's not doing any of the chores.
0: <laughs> There's a bad element that moved into this neighborhood. Raccoon won't pull up its pants.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I like that, um... I like the list of things that they've tried to get it out, which uh, really, really entertained me. Oh, so it looks like the raccoon leaves, but it always comes back. Oh, and then clearly there's like some way it's getting into your house, right? Like, why would you try and kill it
0: instead of just like patching up whatever's wrong with your house? Nah. (laughs) Yeah, this is what's funny about this is that somebody was like very clearly like the type of issue where they need to call an exterminator or like an animal control expert, but rather they're asking like they're so like bougie that they're asking the uh, their advice columnist. They're like the only way I know how to deal with issues is through like a media.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's so crazy. I think the other thing I'll say is that. I have a little bit of experience with this. I used to have uh, mice or rats that lived in my attic in an apartment or in a house that I lived in for a while. Um, And spoiler alert, I did the thing where I tried to be ethical about it and like capture them. And then the thing you're supposed to do is like drive more than two miles and release them. And then they can't find their way back to your house. Um, And when that did not work, I did just go to putting out poison for them. Apologize. um,
0: so we know adrian's response to murder murder the animal
2: (laughs) i have paid reparations to their family uh by putting out a bunch of chestnuts for them but uh yeah no i uh you can i don't know this one doesn't sound as bad like i I think i get the point of like you don't want a raccoon living in your attic but like i assume it's not like the mouse situation where they're like coming down every day like stealing your food at the end of the night or whatever whenever they think you're in bed or uh like fucking you know
1: you know using your amazon
2: account to buy like 2.99 rentals of movies even though you didn't tell them it's okay with you but uh whatever else the fuck they got into (laughs) whatever they would come out at night but um
0: yeah so i think it does make
2: you crazy after a while
0: like this question it's just like the person choosing to write into an advice columnist about this question rather than an animal control expert it is just the idea of if the answer is yes you should try to kill it how they would go about it because i assume they're grabbing their like they're grabbing their samurai sword they bought from a flea market they're like donning (laughs) like a metal pot on their head for armor they're uh well no they're they're donning their uh they're donning their halo 3 collector's edition uh Mm. uh, helmet on their head as armor A kitchen glove, the samurai sword
2: yeah yeah uh so paul how would you go about killing a small critter in your house if you had to
0: um, I think I would put like, I would get some like red clay paint, to lines under each of my eye. I would uh, get a bow and yeah. arrow. Um, That's a good I, look for you. You should do that more
2: often just in general.
0: Yeah, no, I believe in cultural appropriation for killing small animals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna like, I'm gonna stand in my living room, put my ear to the floor and be like, ah, it's north <laughs> and walk up <laughs> my stairs. <laughs> I can tell you one thing, Adrian. I wouldn't try to play loud music as my first course of action.
1: <laughs> yeah, that is
2: true. They are kind of city-dwelling folk in general. Like, I don't think they mind the loud music.
0: They're like, I played something that Pitchfork gave below a six, so I assumed it would just leave right away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who listens to Imagine Dragons? I thought the thought the raccoon was going to be out of there.
2: You just see a raccoon with its stick and bindle on its way out
0: <laughs> no siree i'm not putting up with this chain smokers are you kidding me i'm out
2: <laughs> not even their good album <laughs> they
0: have a good album that i is don't know it.
2: that's just a, that's what people say about groups like that sometimes <laughs> yeah oh yeah i guess they do have a vague taking other desperate measures That it, it does they these are two very low effort first two measures <laughs> i played some music and i banged on the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> And I'm out of energy for the day, so I have no idea what to do.
0: <laughs> I left the note tucked into the i t- I left the note tucked into the attic staircase. Like, what else? Am I, I got a to notary
2: to, to stamp a cease and desist.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. If he's hanging out in your
2: attic, maybe it's cold outside. Maybe give him a give him a jacket, give him a blanket, and maybe then he'll go uh, go elsewhere. Leave one outside.
0: I tried to a put hunt. a cutout. Of, I tried to put a cutout of Pepe Le Pew looking sexy outside my windows <laughs> to <laughs> entice him out of the attic that didn't work
2: Do you think raccoons are attracted to skunks sure why not <laughs> can you just use the raccoon from uh, pocahontas
0: i didn't watch that movie
2: oh one of her friends is a hummingbird and one of her friends is a raccoon i did want to do a quick shout out uh kind of like a adrian pet peeve my first pet peeve i can't remember what my second one was but my first one i remember directly offended my sister i think this one's going to directly offend her as well people who talk about how cute they think raccoons are because it makes them quirky.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Doralee was
2: the raccoon from um, Pocahontas for uh, Halloween this year. That's that's why it was on the kind of the top of my mind. But yeah, she does a lot of like Facebook posts and stuff about how cute raccoons are. And um, I mean, they're okay. But uh, it's it's a very specific type of person who usually kind of does this. Um, I'm sure you know the other name that I would list when people on Facebook do this. So
0: uh,
2: I don't know. It's They're not that cute. It doesn't make you quirky to think they're cute
0: um sure i i guess i'm not on that type of social media so i i haven't seen you're not on raccoon twitter (laughs) and i'm gonna go ahead and say it's one of those hilariously specific grievances that the modern world gives us that just reminds me of how absurd the human condition has become but i I see what you're saying i'm sure if i noticed it i would be equally like annoyed
2: that being said I, i would not Well, I don't know. I guess I already established that I'm an animal killer. So, um, I mean, I don't think I would try and kill the raccoon. I mean, if I was being like completely optimistic and starry eyed about it, I'd say build him a little shelter in your backyard, like a little chicken coop for him to hang out in. (laughs) Maybe give him (laughs) an alternative. Maybe instead of trying to run him out, giving him somewhere else to go.
0: Yeah, you know, you could move out too. I don't don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Why do you have ownership of that house and not the raccoon? They're both living creatures. You think he's getting
2: squatter rights after a while? Do you think that's what, like, they're worried about, is, like, they really need to an answer pretty soon? <laughs> if he stays there long enough, they'll be legally married. <laughs> so they're worried about being married to a raccoon.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Hit us up, hit us up, Pod at gmail.com. We'll get Phil Carter, one of our friends, in touch with you. He'll eat it. He, huh. he will happily eat any animal that's already dead. That- that's happily... on the pod, on record. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I guess that helps with the how to dispose of it question that comes afterwards.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, you'll you'll have to kill it yourself. So that comes back to grabbing your uh, your cultural appropriation costume and your bow and arrow. But how, how Ooh, would you kill um... the raccoon, Adrian?
2: Hmm. Raccoons are kind of big enough that I wouldn't want to like do like you fist it? to fist. Yeah, no, I don't think I would. It's a little bit too big for me in that sense. Like it is kind of that mid sized. Like you know how like um. There were some, like, free-roaming chickens near my lab a while ago, uh, and they, like, came by me while I was eating at a picnic table, and I was just eating with a friend, and at a certain point I was like, you know, they're kind of nice, but whenever they get close to you, you realize they're just a little bit bigger than what you want to be this close to.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've played enough Uh, Zelda that I know that if they are ganged (laughs) up, they can do some real damage.
2: (laughs) I was like, domesticated chickens, or, like, someone invites you into their chicken coop, which is a very common thing in Davis, to, like, you know, pet a chicken, fine. But just wild chickens with their pecking ass coming at you. You're like throwing them like some of your fortune cookie bits and they're eating it and they're getting a little bit too close and you're like, mm, you know, I forgot things get bigger as they come closer to you. <laughs> and they're looking just a little bit bigger than I want them to be.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, things do but, get bigger uh, when they're closer to you. That is true. Yeah.
2: My card mirror
0: always tells me that.
2: Um, but, yeah, no. I mean, I think I wouldn't try and do any... I would do like a... I don my dual disc. Loser goes to the shadow realm. You challenge them to maybe like a two out of three, um. You see what's what. You see how good they are with their uh, trap cards and polymerizations.
0: Mm. I would simply, I would simply debate the chickens,
2: the raccoon. <laughs> We're not trying to kill these chickens.
0: <laughs> Your fear of chickens has, uh, has corrupted my uh, thinking. Yeah, yeah. I would simply debate the raccoon. I'd let him know that logically, be being... as often our advice <laughs> goes. I would, I would do a Ben Shapiro impression at the raccoon.
2: If we're just going classic advice, then get the raccoon canceled.
0: Get the raccoon canceled.
2: Yeah, yeah. Run him out of town.
0: I mean, you know what the second part of his name is. That's not all right.
2: Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I've definitely, uh, I've seen that online of people telling those stories of being like, I grew up calling them the shortened version. I didn't realize it wasn't okay to say in public.
0: Yeah, you could oh. do a Where the Red Friend Grows. Go train two beloved puppies into becoming raccoon hunting dogs. Take them up into your attic.
2: You know, that's actually not That's not out of the realms of what I thought of doing when I had the mouse problem, because I literally had a stray cat that, like, wandered up to my porch. I took it in for the night so I could figure out where it belonged, and part of me was like, you could just stay here for a night or two if you're willing to do some work.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'll give you a warm bed and lodgings and a meal. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) isn't it,
2: like, aren't there, like, famously old breweries in Europe where, like, they have, like, it's Scottish terriers, right, that were bred to, like, hunt mice, and then there are also cats that are, like, uh, kept around for that?
0: Yeah, maybe that's it, but I was gonna ask, you didn't have ferrets at the time, you didn't have your ferrets? No, they, they, did. they they're like this famously was... good at that type of thing, right? They're they're also hunt like trained to catch mice and like chicken coops and stuff.
2: Ooh, I didn't know about that because they seem it's a little bit too much of an even fight. I don't like the size match there with them and mice. They're, they're not that's that true, much bigger,
0: but the, I think the reason that people like them is because they can get into some of the because of the size match, they can get into the same holes as as the mice, and they can like scurry through Dude. the chicken coop through a lot of their same burrows. Whereas the cat kind of has to wait for them to show themselves.
2: Sure, I think that was part of the crazy part of the research that I looked up when I was um, figuring out like how they got into my house was um a mouse can fit into a hole that's the size of a nickel, and a rat can fit inside of, uh, inside of a hole that's the size of a quarter. And that's like some octopus shit where like like you know the fact about octopodes, octopuses, where um basically their beak is like the only like structured thing about them. So anything that's uh bigger than their beak they can fit through. Um I just thought it was absolutely insane that they could fit through stuff that small. Yeah. Uh just a side non sequitur. But yeah, no, I I did not have my parents at the time. They were with my sister.
0: All right. So Adrian, how are you feeling, buddy? Have we have we covered this? Should we read the answer?
2: I think it's gonna get cut, but yeah, I agree with Paul's answer that you should make a Rube Goldberg machine uh so that if you're gonna kill this uh creature it at least seems
0: like it's kind of like whimsical <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know in the way uh, that like uh not
0: in the way a that like machine that ends with a cage like the actual like like trap game no, no no no. A i mean machine that ends with a like axe <laughs> coming down yeah
2: like... like do something with like the aesthetic of like a willy wonka where you can kill children and get away with it because you got little like dancing creatures doing stuff too You know what i mean
0: dude i fuck with that all
2: right just like you fuck your pokemon
0: (laughs) no you're the one who fucks pokemon (laughs) nope that's not (laughs) canon that is canon mr mime more like mr adrian wants to fuck him
2: (laughs) clearly the most anthropomorphic if you're gonna fuck one of them like that's kind of the answer i I mean i know you're going for jinx because you like the stereotypes but
0: the reason i brought him up was because ash's mom like literally you remember that episode where she literally brings mr mime in as her like man servant
2: yeah i thought you were gonna make a comment about how much you want to fuck ash's mom I and mean, i was about to start singing stacy's mom but with ash's mom <laughs> <laughs> we gotta cut all this
0: <laughs> no we don't there's a quality content people love it
2: <laughs> ash's mom has got it going on were there okay. any cartoon characters you were attracted to as a kid
0: dexter's mom
2: oh she thick She'd me think (laughs) that.
0: I wasn't really attracted to her, but it felt like the funniest answer because of her proportions. It's
2: it's definitely like a a meme online for sure, yeah. I think my favorite thing was when I saw Melissa Villasenor do stand-up in uh, my college and she had a whole bit about how she was really attracted to young Simba (laughs) when she was a kid. She just got that energy, you know? Uh, Yeah, you ready for the answer, I think? Um, Just, uh, no, I don't know. We're a comedy podcast. We don't need to put out any actual thing of like... uh, we're not condoning the harming of animals. Like, nah, like, yeah, harm that animal. He's invading your space.
0: Yeah. You have, uh, you have the right
2: to stand your ground.
0: <laughs> I believe in the NAP. I'm a, I've been a proud and avowed libertarian on this podcast for many a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's aggressing you by impeding on your property. So murder him. Yep. The non-aggression principle does not count here. You can be aggressive. God, I fucking hate libertarians. Big fact for this episode. Libertarians are the worst. Just absolute morons imbeciles dumbos okay so the answer from toronto life (laughs) the answer from urban diplomat if the file on from former national post columnist tristan hopper received this year oh wait
2: real quick um is there not an answer based on this like faction of people who think raccoons are cute that you just like be pet it is that the way of saying befriending but making into a pet
0: oh yeah man there's actually a lot more answers for this one than a lot of our columns this is a lot more open-ended you could befriend the raccoon
2: yeah oh i like how you said befriend instead of a pet as if you're making it like an equal partner <laughs> yeah we said earlier that he's not paying rent but he could you know you could get him onto that <laughs> he space. he could move in downstairs <laughs> like why are you giving just him get
0: a him pet? to sign the lease
2: <laughs> <laughs> with his little pop right as the signature
0: <laughs> okay urban diplomat the urban diplomat has a way shorter answer than us He states, if the pile on that former National Post columnist Tristan Hopper received this year after tweeting about killing a raccoon is any indication, even those of us who have been terrorized by trash pandas don't support their cold-blooded murder. Oh Oh, god, that's another
2: one with people calling them trash pandas is a part of the aesthetic of what I was talking about earlier.
0: Living in the big city means sharing space, even with our animal enemies. It's worth remembering that, no, it literally means the opposite. You destroyed their space
2: yeah and also i like how he said that in like a peaceful way and then called them animal enemies
0: <laughs> like uh, you realize that living in a city means that you've bulldozed all their their entire ecosystem why are you all of a sudden after absolutely demolishing them pretending that like oh but we're chill with animals <laughs> clearly if you moved, a society
2: <laughs> yeah if you move to a city you're making the statement that you don't want to be around wildlife <laughs> um to some capacity also really quick shit i just realized how pertinent this is paul did you uh pertinent did you see this viral video that went around like a week ago maybe of the guy who's like feeding all the chubby raccoons on his porch and there's like 50 of them no he's like giving them all like a meat stick or something and they're all like coming to get one and it's like 50 really fat raccoons and i think a lot of people thought it was cute i thought it was like jesus christ if i was in that scenario i would be horrified
0: yeah if like you i like... run out of meat sticks and they all attack you
2: yeah 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 100 yeah i think uh people really liked it but boy oh boy
0: you know what else looks like a meat stick your fingers 10 extra raccoons else. <laughs> all right let's move on <laughs> <laughs> Uh, living in a big city means sharing space, even with our animal enemies. It's worth remembering that we've built an ecosystem that forces raccoons to be crafty scavengers, and we fill it up with 900,000 tons of delicious garbage every year. To spend it packing, try hanging ammonia soaked rags in your attic or installing a strobe light. If that doesn't work, keep in mind that killing a raccoon is against the law. You're risking animal cruelty charges, fines of up to $5,000, and the eternal wrath of PETA.
2: All right. Some better insight on some of the
0: legalities of it. That sure was an answer.
2: It sure was an answer. I liked that it did also include some canceling. So (laughs) I know Paul loved that.
0: Yeah, but his solution was you should be eminently scared of your own canceling. (laughs) While trying to get rid of this raccoon.
2: Well, also, it's just one of those things that I don't understand because I'm not on Twitter. But why would you tweet out about you killing a raccoon? Like, why do you think that's something to share?
0: No, yeah. I mean, that was all pretty... that, That was all good advice that they probably could have gotten from like googling the wiki how article about this was which once again leads us back to why did they ask an advice columnist <laughs> like
2: it's true i mean the wiki how article has pictures with it too so it's more fun
0: oh yeah and they drew the raccoon off silly a little trash <laughs> <Yeah. panda>.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they made his uh little dark spots looks like he has like a bandit mask on
0: you know for as much as you're saying that we have to be worried about like the uh about the social media raccoon fans like we better just I I would honestly be too scared to bring in an article about, like, about uh, pit bulls. I, I do not want to get the internet pit bull community concentrated on this show. We don't need that.
2: Oh, I've gotten the smoke, too. Yeah, I remember at one point we were, like, walking through PetSmart talking about dog breeds when I was, like, a high schooler. And they was uh, something about, like...
0: You and whom? We were,
2: um, my family, because it was when we had found the dogs under the, um, under the car, and we were trying to figure out what breed they were. So we brought them in to ask someone who worked there, and she was like... They might actually be part of Rottweiler and I was like, "Oh, that means they're going to be aggressive, right?" And she was like, "Actually no, that's a misunderstanding." And then she like gave me like a speech where she like kind of looked at me pedantically.
0: I will say the thing about pit bulls is they do make a they do make a nice narrative for rehabilitation of criminals whenever they get out and then they adopt a pit bull and that was a dogfighting dog fighting ring, and then they Yeah, that's beautiful, and, man. And then they become successful in society and the pit bull learns to love again and they both screw. I think you can have
2: a pit bull if it's a three-legged pit bull. Okay, cool. Um, So that was really fun. This is my article for this week. Yes, we're cheating, we're bringing in another Dear Prudence, um, but you already know the drill. Specifically, this is the Emily Yaffe who I've brought in before uh, iteration of Dear Prudence. Um, And our question goes a little something like this. Dear Prudence. My girlfriend and I are having a disagreement. I posed to her the following hypothetical situation. Would you rescue from fire and certain destruction the last surviving copy on earth of the complete works of Shakespeare or a single puppy? My girlfriend says that she would rescue the puppy because the puppy is a fellow living being. She is highly educated and claims to have great respect for Shakespeare. But I think my girlfriend's choice is the wrong one. I would rescue the Shakespeare, not because of the aesthetic enjoyment we get from his work, but also because of all the moral insight it provides us, including possibly the insight that enables us to have the concept of animal rights in the first place. We argued a lot about this. I cannot take her answer seriously, but I find it rather disturbing nonetheless. She never rejected the hypothetical question out of hand or said that the two things aren't even comparable. She says that preserving a living, conscious thing is more valuable than preserving Shakespeare. My girlfriend loves animals, especially her poodle... (laughs) she has a dog <laughs> uh my girlfriend loves animals especially her poodle and is a die-hard vegetarian i am on the other hand obsessed with shakespeare and rather neutral towards animals what is the best way for us to defuse this situation, <laughs>
1: situation.
0: Uh, this is a ticking time bomb jesus christ this guy, I love him. I love this guy. My type I don't even dude. care what you say. The rest of this question, <laughs> this dude's the fucking king. <laughs> He's just coming up with hypothetical questions and then berating. People yeah. Okay. For so answering. I was actually
2: just—I thought of this while we were reading the uh, question. You know how, and you know, pointlessly gendered, but it is a stereotype that hey, fellas, when you're in a relationship with a woman and she gets mad at you because of something you did in her dream. This is, like, the male, like, logic (laughs) version of that. It's just being, like, presenting stupid-ass hypothetical questions and then getting mad when you don't get the answer that you want. That is, like, the exact exact foil to that.
0: This guy is awesome, (laughs) yeah. First off, he had to purposefully think of two—he had to think of a question. Like, why would you ask it if he didn't think the two things were, like— close together or she might answer the other one you gave her an a b option and they got mad that she picked a or b like you clearly you thought the puppy or shakespeare were close enough <laughs> together that it was worth asking the question then when she answered one of them you got angry dude yeah,
2: yeah, yeah so i don't know to me it almost seems like one of those things well yeah i don't know do you think he thought he was setting up a softball like what do you think the intent behind this was
0: do you think he asks her a lot of these and she's been answering them yeah, like so yeah, far yeah. Um
2: this one? Um, do you think he's just doing like a Kaiser Soze? Do you, he's just like looking around the room and he's like, would you rather put all of the works of Shakespeare or uh, a coffee table? And she's like, oh, probably Shakespeare, I guess. And he's like, all right, all right, next question. A complete works of Shakespeare or a hot Italian sausage in the fridge?
0: <laughs> all right, all right, which is more important to you? The entire works, the entire scientific works of Galileo or your mother's <laughs> life, she's
2: just sitting in the chair across the room, and you're like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: And he's like your mother's life. You know, if we if we didn't know the sun was the center of the earth, we would have never invented. We would have never invented solar power, and then we would, and then the and then the environmental crisis You're would be right. even You're worse. Right. You're bringing How in the fact you? that he does say
2: that animal rights came from Shakespeare.
0: <laughs> Did you know before Shakespeare, we were murdering every animal on site?
2: <laughs> we can't not have Shakespeare without Shakespeare. We wouldn't be not to kill animals all the time. Oh my, god, oh my god, dude. Uh, yeah, man, this, this dude's a trip. Go off, King.
0: <laughs> dude, how do we introduce him to the guy that didn't want to celebrate uh, Halloween? Because it was too... <laughs> it's the same man. <laughs> for those of you who don't listen to every episode, we brought in a question for our Halloween episode. Uh, Big Spooks, go mm-hmm. listen to that one. But he didn't like want to celebrate Halloween because uh, it's not logical to believe in ghosts.
2: Yeah, and that, that has this guy has strong that guy energy.
0: <laughs> yeah, or like you said, this is just one <laughs> prolific question asker. Like this is a guy who's befuddled by anything that's not explicitly scientific in nature <laughs> or historical in its basis.
2: Yeah, that would be hilarious if this was a persistent uh point of contention, which apparently it is. It has to be diffused. This is uh he's not asking about like what other people <laughs> have asked before where it's like this is tearing them apart (laughs) i'm just like so such a fucking like pedantic asshole she claims she has respect for shakespeare
0: (laughs) i like that he also like what an ass he was in saying a puppy he didn't say a dog he was like ooh, i want to make this harder for her to pass my arbitrary test so i'm gonna make it cuter by so much potential
2: (laughs) i mean she could do that argument right where she's like well i'm gonna save the puppy because who knows the puppy could be the next shakespeare so it would be immoral for me not to make sure the puppy lives
0: yeah but adrian in that logic the puppy could also be the next hitler that's the trouble with it ain't it or the puppy could grow up to be the next girlfriend who's such a stupid bitch that she would rather save a puppy than the works of shakespeare so you never know if it's worth it to save that puppy
2: oh man why i think the real alpha move here would have been if the girlfriend was like oh neither let them both burn
0: Are we actually going to try to engage with this stupid hypothetical?
2: I mean, I gave what my thought the best answer is to
0: this. Um, I think if it's a random puppy in the world, I guess the Shakespeare, if it's a, any puppy I've ever met, the puppy. Oh,
2: well, any puppy you've ever met? What if it was Lady? You've, you've, you've expressed Obviously, the outward disdain towards Lady.
0: Yeah, I would I would rather have, like, my small amounts of memory of Lady running up to me than the works of Shakespeare.
2: Oh, I like how it's a spotless, it's like a spotless mind or whatever, where, like, you lose every memory of the, the dog as well. <laughs> it's just losing the physical dog. Eternal <laughs> <laughs> sunshine of the spot dog.
0: You know what I mean? Like, if, if it's, like, just the idea of an arbitrary puppy in the world, I guess, like, no. But if it's, like, my puppy, obviously I'd rather have, like, my puppy. Oh, man. <laughs> Or, like, a puppy that's added value to my
2: life. Uh, I don't think this is going to make it to the pod, but this is just, like, me bragging about a joke that I thought was really funny, where we were playing D&D, and I was talking about how, like, I didn't tear up too much. We were talking about COVID tests, and I was like, oh, yeah, we can do the saliva ones on campus now, which is cool, but the first one I got was, like, a you know, the old, uh, up the nose. And so one of my friends was asking me, she was like, oh, yeah, so did uh, did you tear up while doing that? And I was like, a little bit, but not too much. And she was like, oh, that's crazy. Like, my boyfriend, like, Started like really like welling up with tears when he did it, and he like kept claiming like it was just cause like they hit like a, a like a tear duct or whatever. And I was like, you, know, he wasn't actually crying. And I was like, I love how he had to clarify that that like he wasn't actually crying. Like I like he was just like, no, 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 it was the COVID test. I mean, did I see the nurse's name tag? Yes. Was it the name of the puppy that I grew up with? Well, yes, but but I didn't cry because of that. I cried <laughs> because it hit a tear duct. You know? I just love like the weird toxic masculinity of that so much. I wasn't crying because I'm like a queer or something. <laughs> you
0: know? Oh, my God. Um, wait, wait, Adrian, can I ask you a question? You're hanging out with this couple. He's getting pissed at his girlfriend, and then he obviously he's going to bring it up to you like, bro, come on, come on, tell, tell, her, tell her that she's being illogical. Who cares about her dumb puppy? It's Shakespeare. What is your answer to piss him off? How do you? how do you answer to like create maximal I feel like, like, damage approach one these? is
2: yeah yeah I think you're totally right without Shakespeare we wouldn't have 10 things I hate about you uh we wouldn't have Lion King <laughs> we wouldn't have whatever stories or modern retellings of Shakespeare you're 100% correct there's a lot of value in what Shakespeare did you're 100% correct he's made a significant contribution through those things and nothing else in our culture <laughs> uh and that it's either that or like yeah if you ask me that question i'd say let him let them both burn (laughs) yeah
0: i think those would be my two approaches paul what would you say um to annoy the guy i'd be i would say oh no of course i would save the puppy now if it was a good artist like uh like little (laughs) puppy the
1: complete works of little obviously
0: (laughs) if it was a good artist like the complete works of uh little Zan, my favorite rapper then i would have to save (laughs) i would have to save the entire xanography (laughs) <laughs> it <With the> entire entire if it would with anarchy, that's a great album man, um, yeah,
2: yeah, that is a very solid approach as well, yeah,
0: <laughs> wait, wait, Adrian, which would you save, which would you save um your mom's life or every episode of <laughs> the big Bang theory? uh,
2: I think I'd have enough room in my hands for my mom and seasons one through three, which are the only good ones, you know what I mean. <laughs> Oh, okay. After Penny and Leonard get together, I don't, I don't, care anymore. So I'll have enough room to, have to grab my mom. Uh,
0: that makes sense. That makes sense. You see, this is why. This is why. If his girlfriend could think through these questions like you,
2: yeah. Why isn't she like? I'll take Romeo and Juliet and The Tempest, and the rest is, I'll just leave behind. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll take. I'll take the puppy, but with a, it'll be a three-legged dog. And <laughs> Romeo Juliet and Juliet The Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> I guess the
2: other thing that's more direct like kind of going back to my first point there are kind of stereotypes too with like people just in relationships asking dumb hypotheticals right like of uh what is yeah, it yeah, like yeah. what what kind of stuff is it like if i died would you marry no that's no that's not what it is what is it like uh
0: i mean that would be one that somebody asks to start a fight or do you think some like such and such like famous actress is hotter than me where it's like very, yeah, very yeah, yeah. Ass, yeah 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 yes but then you just picks a fight gotta
2: love that stuff oh.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously not as cute as a, like fun hypotheticals, like would you rather like be a penguin or a or a cheetah? Oh, penguin, like something like that. Do you do you want to do you want to go through the water quick or on the land quick? You know, <laughs> penguin. Me too. I think it would be really fun to like like pierce through the water that quickly and slide on my belly down ice.
2: Yeah, it seems like they have a bit of like an amusement park type society. <laughs>
0: I am basing all my information off cartoon versions of penguins, but it does seem to like- They're always
2: dancing, they're like, they huddle (laughs) together to, you know, shield themselves from the cold, which I think that just seems like communally nice.
0: Ooh, I'll go darker. Would you rather lose a- would you rather lose an arm or a leg?
2: Is this gonna devolve into the family guy bit where uh, he's hanging around with his friends and he's like, would you rather be black or disabled?
0: Would you rather be a dirty Gua- Guatemalan peasant or a Arab <laughs> or an, an Arab, Arab terrorist? <laughs> would you rather have diabetes or lose your hair?
2: I'd rather lose my hair.
0: <laughs> oh, I would rather have diabetes. You bought me the comb, oh but God. I sold my watch.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this should have been the third segment for this episode. <laughs> I, I should have come up with a whole bunch of these.
0: <laughs> if only we thought of it. <laughs> Alright, I think we're ready for the answer to this question.
2: Oh, by the way, this answer, this question is from Fireman. is his pseudonym. <laughs> Dear Fireman, I assume during your fights you say to your girlfriend, I shall laugh myself to death at this puppy-headed monster. And she replies to you, Thou callest me a dog before thou hast cause, but since I am a dog, beware my fangs. Since you fancy yourself a Shakespeare scholar, perhaps you are aware of the bard's propensity for having his characters fall into psychological traps of their own making. Well, here you are, having set up your girlfriend <clears throat> with a trick choice. This would have been a good, really good question for the uh, gentleman scholar. I feel like he would have come in with some heat on this one. In your mind, her only acceptable answer were either you were a fool to come up with this game or that she'd save the Shakespeare. Instead, she chose the puppy, which now has you raging like Lear on the moors. If you want to imagine idiotic hypotheticals, here's mine. You save both folios and puppy only to find later that the dog ate the entire works of Shakespeare. I hope you are coming to understand that harping on this has brought your relationship to the point that you might as well cry havoc and let slip the dogs of war. By the way, just so you know, when you look up, if you were to look at the answer and uh, on your own, there are links to each of um, or to some of these quotes. Uh, I'm actually going to take a second to look at what, Oh, they're just Shakespeare quotes. So she's um, using quotes and showing her work.
0: I think she's also like playing off like the fact that Shakespeare has like coined many famous phrases. So dogs of war isn't like a direct quote. It's more like he invented the phrase dogs of war. Mm -hmm,
2: mm -hmm. So to diffuse the situation, I suggest you apologize. Start with the quote from Dogberry and Much Ado About Nothing. Remember that I am an ass. Let's just hope things haven't gone so far that she replies. I do desire we may be better strangers.
0: Rudy. Nah, this dude's cool. She was so rude to him. Yeah, what the fuck, dude? She's
2: using Shakespeare against him? That's That's his man.
0: That's his boy. Yeah, he's the one who wants to protect Shakespeare. You know what? If his girlfriend didn't save Shakespeare, Prudence wouldn't be able to weaponize Shakespeare against him. Another
2: valid point that I'm sure he said immediately upon reading this.
0: anything else about that one paul or they don't really have as much room to just do endless giggling in their answers as we do so you got to give them some uh (laughs) some leeway
2: (laughs) all right you ready for a third segment
0: i am ready for a third segment and this time you brought in uh, a little something we might not even have to explain to a majority of viewers a little game that's popular with lots of people nowadays is it I have no idea. You know, I I I, I will just talking, Adrian. You know, words come out of my mouth.
2: They do. The words come in. The words come out. Can't explain that. Yeah. So actually, I did find it on a list of like things to play over video chat uh, or like Zoom calls. So I guess it it may be gaining some popularity. But I know it because of the Wicked podcast. So all they do for their podcast is they play this game, and that's kind of how they do their episodes. So I figured it'd be viable to do in a podcast. And the reason I know about it and I'm giving a shout out is because uh, if you listen to that intro. That might be a song produced by little Old Adrian, Uh, so, you know, definitely have dabbled my toes before in producing podcast themes before. Um, So it's a pretty simple game. Paul and I are both going to start on a random Wikipedia page. Uh, I just sent Paul the link for that. And then we're going to decide on a page that we're going to try and get to, and we can only get from one Wikipedia page to another by clicking links within the article. So if I'm on the page for soccer and I see something that says sports and I'm trying to get to, I don't know, Morocco, then I might click a more general term to get somewhere that gets me closer to uh, Morocco. So
0: Okay, so let's start this by saying we're both going to come up with what the other person has to try to reach. Oh, we reaching the same one. Okay. Oh, we're reaching the same one. I think the best way to do
2: this is that we're going to each pick a word that we're both going to try and get to, and we play it like a turn-based RPG, where we kind of go through what our strategy is and picking the next one. Sometimes they do it based on how quickly you do it. I prefer a method where we're just kind of going through turn by turn, saying, all right, Mm -hmm. I'm going to pick this word, and here's the reason why.
0: Can I pitch the idea? Because I don't know why. Something popped into my head, and I want it to be our first end goal. Oh, yeah, sure. I want to do the recent Pokemon movie, Pikachu, uh, Pokemon Detective.
2: Yeah, that sounds fun. What,
0: what is that one called, uh, Pikachu? Detective Pikachu. Did... a Pikachu. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. So yeah, can we try to get to uh Oh wait, is that Detective the video Pikachu? game or is that the movie? Um, I think there's a video game, but there's also a movie.
2: And so you are talking about the- The
0: movie is more re- recent, so that's But the, what like the live-action animated- The live-action movie. Okay, good.
2: I was about to say, based on who the actors are, but I don't want to give you any hints about like ways to get to it, so-
0: Okay. Uh, I've I've seen the movie, so I guess that is, like, a little bit unfair if you don't know as much about yeah, it. Yeah,
2: I have not seen the movie, but I think I can but see it. But I
0: only remember one of the actors.
2: Did you click the random link?
0: Uh, yeah, let me click it. Uh, Ooh, okay, yep, I've clicked it. All right. Let I me will... know how you want to do this.
2: I'm going to read the first sentence of mine and make my first click. Uh, And I did not start off well, so <laughs> this is going to be tough for me. All right, I have Melista Zyrnova. Melista, Vladimirova, Zorininova, <laughs> Nilarova, Lavrova, was a doctor of medicine, dentist, religious figure, icon painter, and wife of the philosopher and theologian Nikolai Ziornov.
0: Okay, I just want to make one point about yours. I hope to one day see her in, an, in a column by Dear Badass. But okay, so I'm starting off in a Kasubi Hospital, a hospital in... In, uh, south, in the southwest of Kampala, it is um a hospital in Uganda.
2: Okay, cool. There's not a lot of links in this one, to be honest. Okay, my first move is going to be clicking on the link for Paris University.
0: Okay, so mine is a hospital. So most of the links are to different departments of the hospital and to different things to do with Uganda. But I'm going to specifically actually click on the broadest thing to try to narrow back into films. So I'm going to click on the uh, first sentence where it says it's a private nonprofit community hospital. Just click on private, which links to the uh, privately held companies page.
2: Mm, Ooh, that's a good move. Okay. So I'm at University of Paris, which is a university in Paris, France that was active from 1150 to 1970. Um, I could play it like Paul and click on corporation, but I'm going to look a little bit further and see if there's anything artsy about this place. Okay, there's a notable people... In an alumni page, but I don't think that helps me. Oh, okay, cool. So, in the notable alumni page, they basically just have a bunch of people and what their career was. And I hope one of them, ooh, German television presenter. I don't know if that's the way to go. Paul, what do you think? German television presenter?
0: It's got, you know, it's like TV. Mm, oh, yeah, that might not be bad. And the
2: first prime minister of Lebanon. Should I click on that just for you? <laughs>
0: well, yeah, let's just use this as an opportunity to learn. <laughs> No, that's not what we're about here.
2: English professor and fifth president of Brooklyn College. That's in New York. That'll almost certainly get me somewhere. Yeah, okay, I'm going to do that one. I'm clicking on Brooklyn College.
0: I've been scrolling around mine, and honestly, I feel like I made a wrong move, but... So at the start of the page for Privately Held Company, it basically talks about the Forbes list. So I might actually click on the page for Forbes and just... It's not a bad idea. I think I made a wrong move and I think it might not be bad to just try to get into something that's media based so I can get into media from there. Um, So yeah, I'm going to click on Forbes.
2: Okay, I think I got my way in. Uh, Again, my strategy is going with the alumni. But really quick, can we talk about this, Paul? Brooklyn College, Bernie Sanders went there.
0: Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I knew he grew up in Brooklyn because he was kind of one of the people I was thinking of when we talked about cool, cool old Brooklyn socialist Jews. Sure.
2: I will say that it, it is a little bit like a giveth and taketh away. Um, other alumni include Alan Dershowitz and Dennis Prager, founder of PragerU.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, God. Alan <laughs> Dershowitz, the most famous alleged, alleged, alleged rapist to, <laughs> to teach at Harvard University.
2: So here's what I like is that there's an entire list of Mel Brooks, James Franco, I think enough people to where I can basically get into Hollywood. And I think I'm going to go James Franco just because I feel like that's the closest one to where I can get to like modern day uh, cinema. So I am clicking on
0: James Franco. That's a good strategy. Um, The Forbes list is, I don't have anything as good as you had, but I'm almost thinking I mean, Malcolm Forbes is not going to give me an end with any uh, famous actors or actresses like yours did. Ooh, it does have an end to Fox, and I think Fox might have produced the movie. Mm. Oh, but it's Fox News, not Fox Channel.
2: Did Fox News not produce Detective Pikachu? <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't think so. Okay, I think that's going to actually be my best option, even though I didn't think so. I'm going to go ahead and click on Fox News. All right, I'm on Fox News.
2: Okay, so this is where I didn't want to get into earlier where I know that Ryan Reynolds plays Pikachu, right? In Detective Pikachu.
0: I'm not going to give you any information.
2: I think he does and I would be surprised if he wasn't somewhere in James Franco's um Wikipedia page. I feel like they've done something together. Oh, what has Ryan Reynolds been in? He's been in uh he's been The Green Lantern before, so maybe superhero movie is the way to go spider-man then i can go to green lantern Then i can go to ryan reynolds then i can go to detective pikachu all right paul you got four moves left i'm going spider-man <laughs> also spider-man is marvel and green lantern's dc so i don't know why they would be in the wikipedia page for each other i fucked that one up
0: i don't think the big sexual harassment section in the fox news fox news page is gonna help me that was also
2: a big section of dave uh, James Franco. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You need to think of somebody who's, like, one of those, uh, who's one of those news anchors that gets cast in the background of, like, movies.
2: hmm Smart so idea. Th-
0: so they might have some connection to movies. Like, the the person in the, like, beginning of a zombie movie who's like, there's this new virus that's, uh, making people violent. How about that? That's crazy.
2: Yeah, that's a good move. I think I fucked up, and I'm gonna, gonna have to take a step back and go on superhero
0: is what I'm gonna hey. do let's wait for me let's wait for me you're not getting steps ahead Oh wait, what did you do let's wait for me. i haven't clicked on anything yet oh this is so... like
2: chess where you like just talked about what you're you need to
0: slow before. your roll down a second okay buddy
2: all right all right that gives me more time to look
0: fuck it we're going to the view and hoping one of the uh one of the feature there might be like some sort of featured actors page on the view wait, wait adrian i'm allowed to ask you for help which one do you think would be better
2: all i know is that it was a pretty talked about episode where detective pikachu went on the view so you might be able to find that.
0: <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck it. I'm gonna go with the view.
2: So looking at the Spider-Man page, I just realized on the side panel one of his partnerships is with Deadpool, who was played by Ryan Reynolds. So we're in, baby.
0: You clicked on Ryan Reynolds. I or clicked did? on
2: Deadpool, but Ryan Reynolds okay. will be my next move, and then Detective Pikachu will be that afterwards.
0: All right. Well, let's not get too let's not get too feisty, um.
2: Wait, are you just quickly going to edit the Wikipedia page for Ryan Reynolds
0: so it doesn't say the like, he <laughs> you on it? I see you clicking away right there. <laughs> I have a tw- 20 seasons of The View to search through for, for Ryan Reynolds' appearances. <laughs>
2: oh shit, that it would be a good way to scoop me, actually. Oh shit, you know that back in 2013 Deadpool came out as
0: pansexual? I obviously did not know that. <laughs> I possibly <laughs> know that. Can you not ask me if I know stupid fucking things?
2: <laughs>
0: I love that. That's dope. Um, okay, I'm clicking Rosie Perez.
2: All right, and then very confidently, I already have Ryan Reynolds ready to click, and that's going to be my
0: move. And I see the finish line. Okay, let me, let me look through Rosie Perez's movies. Hopefully she played a bit piece in <laughs> <laughs> P- Pikachu, and Detective Pikachu.
2: Wait, Scarlett Johansson married and divorced Ryan Reynolds?
0: I didn't know about this.
2: He's, wait, him and uh, Colin Jost are Eskimo brothers? Paul, should we just start an Eskimo brothers podcast? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Where do we find people who are Eskimo brothers and out them? <laughs> this is the most surprising Eskimo brother. I think I'm going to have to make the smart move and click on AIDS. It's my only <laughs> chance. <laughs> it's my only chance of catching up with you.
2: <laughs> Alright, so within the first paragraph about Ryan Rodney Reynolds, Triple R... The last movie listed in his catalog, Pokemon Detective Pikachu,
0: game, set, match. Well, I give up. I can't really think of uh, a connection.
2: All right. That sounds good. Uh, Do you want to play one more time or do you think you want to
0: do? Uh, I was going to say, I think often we have a hard time finding our way back home. So we should uh, find our way to Lexington, South Carolina.
2: Oh, that's actually a really fun one. Okay. Yeah. Good suggestion, Paul. Let's do Lexington, South Carolina. Do you have your uh, starting point?
0: So Darlene Flugel was an American actress and model. She had the female lead roles in a number of films throughout the 1980s.
2: (laughs) Damn, you got a really easy one there with American as part of the descriptor. That is true. I am on the page Spider.io is a company in London that specializes in the detection of malware and botnets that generate web traffic, which is used for online advertising fraud. And uh, let me tell you, not a lot of links in this one. (laughs)
0: I was going to say, mine is not as helpful as you'd think. There's links to two U.S. cities, but I don't think U.S. cities just link to, like, it doesn't link to the concept of America anywhere in this article, so it's actually not that good.
2: Well, does it link to Chicago, which is Lexington's sister city?
0: <laughs> is that That's not true. That's definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might click on Orlando, Florida, and just hope that United States is in there somewhere. Yeah, I think that's my best bet, is clicking on Orlando, Florida.
2: Yeah, that's a really good, that's a really good start. All right, my first move is I'm going to click on Google Inc., uh, which acquired spider.io in 2014.
0: The problem is there isn't any really specific landmarks. It's not like, otherwise- I What are was like talking we talking about?
2: We got the old mill?
0: I was looking at like US military and I'm like, well, there's no military bases or anything like that that would be like easy to zero in on. So I feel like the only interesting thing about Lexington is literally its own patch of lands. So I need to find a list of like- Counties in South Carolina or something.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Oh, maybe something about the Civil War would be good. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm clicking American Civil War.
2: All right. It's not a bad choice. I'm going to click on Atlanta, Georgia.
0: Nice. Oh, yeah. I almost immediately scrolling down see South Carolina. So yeah, yeah. from here, it's really more just making sure I don't like miss an explicit like a Civil War battle that happened in Lexington that I don't know about. I'm just going to go ahead and say uh South Carolina is going to be my click.
2: Okay, yeah, I think you're doing better than I am on this one.
0: Booyah! On the page for South Carolina, the page for Lake Murray. You're out of here, bitch. God damn it.
2: God damn it. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, I'm gonna do what you didn't do, and I'm gonna click on Charleston.
0: An interesting fact, of the 20 largest cities or towns in South Carolina, Lexington doesn't make it. It's Charleston, Columbia, North Charleston, Mount Pleasant, Rock Hill, Greenville, Somerville, Goose Creek... Somerville, Goose Creek, Sumter, Hilton Head Island, Spartanburg, Florence, Myrtle Beach, Greer, Aiken, Anderson, Hanahan, Malden, Conway, North Augusta. Why does Lexington not make it in there anywhere? Is it actually smaller than all those, all those cities?
2: I thought we were from the big city.
0: I did. We we're smaller than North Augusta? <laughs> Crazy. Craziness.
2: Especially once we left.
0: <laughs> we did add a lot of personality to that place. <laughs> I
2: think we were
0: thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> oh, the culture section, nice. They're gonna have big facts new Caps from Lexington, South Carolina, <laughs> right? <here>. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> Coming up. Alright, Adrian, do you know what you're doing?
2: Oh wait, what'd you click on?
0: I haven't clicked yet. I'm still on the state of South Carolina, but I would like to um break your heart and at the very bottom of the page for the state of South Carolina, once you've scrolled past all the other stuff, is a page that has regions, larger cities, smaller cities, towns, CDPs, counties, topics and societies and under the smaller cities section is Lexington.
2: So I have to have Lexington or I lose. Yeah. I was going to go with Columbia next and that was my move.
0: <laughs> and are you interested in knowing about the Lexington South Carolina Wikipedia page?
2: Oh yeah, I'll I'll read about it when I get there in one click. <laughs>
0: And if I if I Google Lexington, it actually the <laughs> Wikipedia page comes up first. So basically, I'm not there.
2: Wait, our motto is Town of Progress.
0: Yeah, I'd never heard that growing up. Interesting. Do you think I that was did like, not hear that growing up in Lexington, South
2: Carolina?
0: Do you think that was I'll like you added later?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just they just voted on it.
0: Um. Okay, but yeah, notable people section. Nikki Haley from Lexington, South Carolina. Lacey librand the famous uh google google miss team usa like mm-hmm. embarrassing answer if you want to see her video that went like one of the first viral videos <laughs> back in the day of her talking silly words much like we do on this podcast really a forefather of this podcast um yeah yeah inspiration uh Shaq roland he was also um we also went to school with him yeah yeah that's kind of sad to see that after the Gamecocks, I never really, like, kept up with this stuff. He was just a practice member of the sh- practice squad for the Chicago Bears. It's crazy how yeah, you can they're... go from, like, the most important person in Lexington, South Carolina, to a member of a practice squad.
2: To part of the Baltimore Brigade. Uh, Jesus oh, Christ.
0: <laughs> what, a, what a good way to be depressing <laughs> to read this notable people section. Yeah, Jesus Christ. What a way to end. What a way to end. Our legacy of these people, of these people's legacy went from, like, names that I heard all the time growing up to, like, worse than being a YouTube star as far as, like, levels of fame. I I don't know what that means for me and you and our legacy, Adrian, but.
2: Yeah, man, I'm just trying to make it onto the USC notable alumni list, you know what I mean? (laughs) I'm trying to make it onto the uh, really uh, short read that is Famous Guatemalan scientists.
0: So I just want to say one thing. If anybody's listening to this, who's our friend from later in life and not one of our friends from Lexington, and you think we're being too harsh on Lexington, around the time that we were in high school and Chick-fil-A got all that negative press for being anti-gay, a lot of people in our town, um, and I think it was just a generally popular thing on Facebook, like set up a uh, some sort of counter-protest against the liberals who were upset that Chick-fil-A would donate to... Uh, anti-gay charities so they were like how dare liberals be upset and want to boycott chick-fil-a so literally the line that day during the counter protest to liberals being upset at chick-fil-a there was a day everybody was going to go to chick-fil-a and that day lexington south carolina like basically the entire road leading up to chick-fil-a for like a mile was shut down as cars were waiting to get to chick-fil-a to buy their stupid fucking homophobic chicken sandwiches So if you think we're being too harsh on Lexington, South Carolina, just remember that that is like one of our formative memories of how that town reacted to people trying to improve the world was fuck you, we're spending our money there to prove that we are homophobic.
2: Actually, um, formative is exactly the right answer. Like, I think I told you that before. We're like, when it comes to people talking about Chick-fil-A and whether or not they've reformed and whether or not it's really a big deal and where else do you put your money? Like for me, it, it boils down to that. Like that image of me seeing my town so wholeheartedly demonstrate their values like that like that's a memory i can't get out of my head and like that's the reason yeah why I, like,
0: it was it was honestly one of the most disgusting things i'd ever seen just like yeah fuck that place it was it was out of this world that not only it's not oh we're too lazy to make another choice it's we're standing in solidarity for homophobia i want people to know that we're not hard on lexington because we're just like bitter they genuinely Like, there's a deep, dark current to the way certain people, like, believe and interact with this world. Yeah.
2: And, uh, is that the note we're going to end on? Big fact, no cap? I'm going to continue the tradition of me doing a no cap first, because you've loved your first big fact. Uh, my no cap is play the Wikipedia game with people if you're bored on Zoom. It's a pretty fun game.
0: Big fact, y'all. If Adrian is mean to you about your first big fact and forces you to do a second take, (laughs) don't let it get to you and let it hurt your feelings.
2: What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. All
0: right, (laughs) y'all. It was fun. This was a this was a fun one, yeah. All right, bye, buddy. (laughs) See you, dude.
1: I grew up in South Carolina, singing all in blue. I'd sing from Hannah down to Charlestown Getting all the people to sing along